special technique of shadow boxing. first thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came... We saw, he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics, or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I can get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly guys. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. All over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. What are you talking about? America is not going to be destroyed. Never. Rome was destroyed. Greece was destroyed. Persia was destroyed. Spain was destroyed. All great countries are destroyed. Why not yours? What a shame. That a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. The revolution will be broadcast. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. Well, we all got that. Well, not we, but... Everybody's got that Super Bowl hangover today. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm done with the NFL. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift anymore. I want to hear about Travis Kelsey anymore. I don't want to hear about any of this shit anymore. I'm done tapping out. Huh. And I didn't even really watch it. I like I was just telling Ryan and and Ron. I was I watched like the last 
uh, minute 45, it was uh, Nickelodeon had a SpongeBob and Patrick doing the color commentary and they had like coral for first down markers. And I watched that for the last till uh, they tied it up and went to overtime and I just shut it off and went to bed. But uh, I, Rye, you were pretty disappointed, huh, man? Well, yeah, man, I called the fucking score like to a T until the damn, uh, you know, who was it? The 40, the, the, yeah, 49ers just forgot how to play defense, man. In the last two minutes of the game, I called it 1916 for the 49ers, um, $3 into $483. If that would have hit $3, you know, like the odds of that are just wild. And, um, just, they just were like, well, let's just not play defense for the last two minutes. And then they ended up tying it up and it ended 22, 25. And after that, I just put all my money, the rest of my money on the chiefs and got back like half that. Yeah. I was like, fuck the 49ers. I'm convinced that they're just gay. San Francisco, they're gay out there, dude. That's what it's about. <laughs> fuck the 49ers, man. So mad. That's hilarious. But that's what they want out of us, right? They want us to get mad at, about this stuff and about the outcomes. I don't. I could give a shit who won. Just being so close to calling the exact score, that's like bragging rights among me and like my betting buddies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, whatever. Well, and that's the funny thing. Like, I haven't watched more than a handful of minutes NFL all year. Um, and you asked me last week what the score was going to be. And I was like, I don't know, 27-24, 27-21. It was 25-22. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, and you, 19, like, we all knew what the final was going to be. It was just, how was it going to end? Yeah. And it's it was going to be a close game. You knew that. They milked it for overtime. And then... San Francisco forgot the overtime rules and moronically took the ball first, uh, which really scratch your head at. And then the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff, man. Um, and then, yeah, going for that field goal was just a weird, weird move. I thought, but this extra know. point cost yeah. San Francisco, the super bowl, like, yeah, all these weird things, man. Ron, did you watch the game at all? Oh, not at all, man. Like, yes, uh, that's my boy. <laughs> I'd say that. I, I mean, it's pretty much rigged, right? I mean, you guys are pretty much convinced that the Chiefs are going to win and all that thing with uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Joe Biden there, told us. Joe Biden. Like, um, see, I wonder, like, uh, what's like the esoteric thing behind it, though, you know? Like, there's always like something. Like the Chiefs, I'm thinking, because uh, they're like the shamans, you know? Maybe. Yeah. And the 49ers are like blue collar. <laughs> yeah, prospectors. Yeah, I mean, initially we kind of thought that, I don't know where Matt stood on it, but, um, you know, we thought that the 49ers were going to win just because of all the, like it was like overly hyped, the Chiefs were, you know? But it. see, I, I you know, how you guys say that you don't want to watch it and you think that that's, you know, an important thing is to not watch it. I think it's it's interesting. It's gotten to the point where people are like, I'm not going to watch it. And they feel like that's like a service to I'm not saying you guys, but people are like, ah, I'm not going to watch this. And then that's like showing someone something about how like, you know, black pilled you are or red pilled mm -hmm. you are like, again, not you guys, but just so many people out there do like, oh, I don't watch that shit. I don't do this. And it's like, dude, it, I mean. It, at a certain point, it's like the same people that say they never eat fast food because it's bad for you, right? 
They never drink. They never smoke weed. They're high on life, all this shit. And it's like, man, why, why can't we just like enjoy some of this stuff? And, and that's where I think that's why I've gotten so disenchanted with conspiracy theory shit so much lately. It's just because it's like it's becoming a cult, dude. Oh, it's the worst kind of cult, too, because these quote unquote free thinkers are the most hive minded out of anybody. Yeah. Right. And and I got I I went off on a little tangent about this in my uh, in my last episode, because the old world people that I you know, I there's a lot of people that I respected. They're sharing bullshit now. They're sharing AI pictures they're sharing stuff with doing no research whatsoever, but it's getting clicks. So they're pushing it. And it's like, man, it, 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 I'm about ready just to tap out from all this shit. Cause it's like, it's so stupid now. It's, it's, it's the opposite of what we got into it for. Right. Like the religion thing too. Like uh, a lot of people go to church every Sunday, but they're not spiritual. They're religious, you know? Yeah. It's like the same way with conspiracies. Like, how yeah, much of the shit did he actually believe in? You know, <laughs> is it just and you like got these people that plant their flags, right? And and th- that's it. You know, you know, there's no, they're standing on that rock, they're dying on that hill, whatever euphemism you want to use, and it's just ignorant. You know? and after a while, it just gets old, and you're like, okay, how many times can this person still stand on this, be disproven, and just because of the size of them? they overwhelm the the critics and just keep pushing nonsense right yeah dude. i mean even like uh like the hats that we're wearing like i'm wearing a phoenix suns hat i don't really care about the phoenix suns what's that alabama hat matt atlanta braves oh is it yeah I I, my son got it for me because it's uh it's hank it's a 715 on the side for hank aaron for the oh, okay. thing and my, i was named after eddie matthews and hank aaron so he thought it was cool am i crazy or is is the atlanta a the same as it's like the very Alabama. similar uh it's just slightly different okay because yeah the atlanta braves colors are i guess that too so yeah i was just kind of tripping out but yeah dude like people will say like dude wh- why would you give these organizations money why why would you wear their hats and it's like dude i just like the hat you know yeah. in your case your son bought you the hat what are you supposed to tell your son to go fuck himself because he, you don't want to wear this hat that he got yeah, i'm, I'm not supporting it yeah. You know, and that but that's the thing with sports too. Like I I don't, you know, I I used to get a lot of pleasure out of watching them. I just don't enjoy them anymore and that's why I don't watch. I'm not watching it to make a, a statement or anything. Right. Like I watch college football. I enjoy that. My son loves it. I watch wrestling with my son. He enjoys, you know, like these things that I can enjoy doing, I'm going to keep doing. And I don't care if it's, you know, bread and circus or whatever because <laughs> those people can go screw. Yeah, dude. It's nuts. I don't know where it got so crazy. Uh, I mean, Hollywood, you know, like uh, movie, cinema, uh, big lights, you know, like just uh, putting that image out there. You know, I guess it all started whenever they, you know, we started idolizing uh, other humans, you know, instead of uh, looking up and uh, I guess acknowledging you know, great greatness about them. It's more of like, uh, for example, like a great person nowadays, people would say would be like, uh, either like an Elon Musk and an Andrew Tate or like, uh, uh, a Joe Biden and a (laughs) Taylor Swift, you know, would be considered like great people. But, um, 
something we we started doing on our show is uh we started highlighting like just you know lesser known people and like great deeds they've done that aren't necessarily like helping other people but just showing like you know uh human will you know like in a positive light you know because uh what's promoted nowadays is uh you know degeneracy you know it's it's sexy you know to be the bad guy what what kind of stuff ron like what um what kind of stories for example uh the it we, we our series we call it uh tales of giants and uh we're trying to you know redefine what you know the term giant uh and the first person we inducted into our hall of giants is uh i think it was like a 8 year old kid who started a gofundme for uh his uh server at waffle house who needed <laughs> some money <laughs> yeah and sick. uh you know and then that's him being a, a giant you know stand, standing up and uh uh and then also another giant would be this guy named uh they call him little thor and uh he's uh his name is eric perez and he's uh el loco uh marine the the crazy marine and um the reason why he's called little thor is cuz he uh beats cartel members with a uh meat cleaver I mean, not a meat cleaver, a uh, meat tenderizer. So it's like a little like hammer he carries with him and uh, stuff like that. And, um, uh, you know, there's another guy, uh, they call him the mountain man in India. He's like a national hero there. This guy, uh, so he was um, uh, hiking with his wife and his wife got injured. And he couldn't get her to the hospital because of a mountain was in the way. You know, so he had to go all the way around. So um, because of that, he said, I never want this kind of situation to happen to somebody again. So with just a hammer and like a, you know, pickaxe and stuff, small tools, he decided to start burrowing a tunnel through this mountain. And uh, at first people are looking at him like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You know, that's stupid because, you know, day one, you know, a few days go by, a few weeks goes by. It just seems like it's pointless. Right. But uh, years go by and now he's starting to make progress and people are starting to get behind him. And eventually he ends up creating a tunnel through a mountain by himself um, and uh, with a little bit of help of, you know, people giving him uh, food and tools and stuff like that. And uh, now um, a trip to the hospital would have taken, I think they said it was like uh, a, a couple of hours is now only like a 30 minute, you know, trip. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man. Y- yeah, you know, so it's like one of those kind of things where it's like uh, you might seem silly chasing after these goals, you know, these good deeds, you know, it's like, what's the point? And just, you know, he kept swinging away. And eventually, you know, it all made sense, you know. So I think uh, those kind of stories are pretty cool. We should be, uh, you know, pushing that kind of stuff more out there than uh, somebody who's rich and an asshole and doesn't give a shit about anybody else but himself. (laughs) Well, that's like, yeah, That I mean, we talked about it last week on the show. The guy who is using free energy radio waves to power like 300 homes in his in his area you know he's had the government come after him a couple times and 
he still persists because he believes that this should these people deserve this you know this is free and and those are the giants you're right the, the people that do the little deeds you know almost selflessly well that's the thing too man like in that case how if someone's able to power their house and their neighbor's houses for free why is that why is that bad and in any way i understand what i know what the answer is that's because you know these companies can't make money off of them but like, where's the logic in that? Because there's some people out there that would actually say like, these people are doing wrong. Like, what about the companies that work for this? And it's like, dude, these companies like rape you with their prices, man. What right do the companies have to demand our business? That's what I'm wondering. Like these monopolizing companies, right? I mean, you, yeah, yeah. I, I know out here, one of the big things is like cable television, right? They, they localize it so you only have one choice i mean obviously you can go get a satellite and all that but basically we're talking basic to cable and there's no options you know and you don't have any choice i mean now you have an abundance with with streaming and everything but i'm saying like the the monopolies they set up then when you get off of them they find ways to then profit off the next thing and the next thing and it's like it's incessant and it's it's what's wrong with this world, right? Why why does, does somebody always have to profit off of it? And it's at the expense of the people. It never benefits the people. They don't they always get the cost of it, but they never get the benefit of both the luxury of the item and paying a reasonable rate for it. Dude. Self-sabotage too, really. Yeah. Cuz uh, uh as a species, you know, um like like you're saying like why why not right because it's money everyone knows that but uh for us like blaming uh you know god or whatever you want to believe for everything that's wrong in the world it's really humans like we have nobody to blame but ourselves like nothing none of this like in, none of this like craziness in the world should exist it only exists because um people are too focused on what's idolized you know, the golden cast, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. And dude, to, to both those points, like, you know, this uh, idea of like the cable companies too, especially in the, in the internet companies, not only does South Park have a great episode on this, you should check it out. It's great. I don't know if you've seen it where they're rubbing their nipples and they're like, Oh, you're trying to go somewhere else. It's like, they, they get off on you suffering and having to pay more money. Right. But like a story related to that, that's like personal to me, my dad, such a good guy, such a good person, like deep down, just a great person. And when he was in the hospital for his surgery recently, he got hooked on Westerns, old Westerns, like, um, like John old... Wayne and stuff. No, not quite that old. Maybe, maybe around the same era, but I didn't see John Wayne in any of them. There's one and I'll try and find the name. It's like Gunsmoke or something like that, where, um, it's just old black and white Western, super cheesy acting. But, you know, he was on meds when he was in there and he was watching these and they were cool to him, you know, uh, took him back to his childhood, I'm sure. And so now that he's home and he's, you know, healthy again and all this stuff, he likes watching these. And he went to cancel his sports package because he doesn't watch sports. He's not really a big fan. He 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 comes at it from like the same kind of perspective that I think a lot of people try to say like, Oh, I just don't like watching these overpaid athletes and stuff like that. Right. So he's like, fuck the sports package. I'm done with it. And um, he calls and does this. And then a week later, his Western channel is unavailable. And he calls back and he's like, why 
is this channel that has nothing to do with the sports package? Why is this not something I can watch? And they said it's part of the sports package. And he raised hell. He was like, how the fuck is an old fringe Western channel part of a sports package? Sports is ESPN, Fox, all these things, right? This is literally, I think it's called the Western channel. Like there's nothing on there. No one watches this, but they happen to see that my dad watches this. And they're like, oh, you're going to cancel this $20 a month. We're going to screw you over here a little bit too, so that you want to buy this back. And that to me is evil, dude. That's just horrible, horrible business. It, I mean, these people have a special place in hell if there's a hell, dude. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's robbery, you know, and it's the utmost of greed. Because you can, I remember back in the day when I had cable, every now and then you could call and bitch and, you know, they'd hook you up with a deal for, you know, six, eight months just to pacify you. Well, right. I got good at it and every six months I'd call and gotten a rhythm where you'd start getting deals. And, and eventually then it came to like 2018, 2019 and they just like cut off all deals. There was no loyalty whatsoever. You could tell them flat out, Hey, I'm going to go with, you know, one of the satellite companies and I like, good, go ahead. Whereas yeah. before they'd, they'd try to pull you back and then they'd offer you something else, maybe a little sweeter deal and then they, because they always had something in their back pocket, right? They're, they're not always giving you the best deal right away. They're going to give you, they're going to sweet talk you, see how high they can keep you. And, but then 2018, they wouldn't even, they'd be like, okay, go with somebody else. We can't do anything else. And it was like, whoa, okay, now, now you see, they just don't give a shit. Like, never mind. I'll yeah, stay. I, yeah. I think that's the, <laughs> why uh, the push for like digital, like the whole, uh, Eye, eye vision thing like the oh, <laughs> fucking Apple goggles vision. Apple vision and stuff they're they're pushing everything digital digital girlfriends AI bots and all this kind of stuff so they can give you and they can keep expanding and giving you as much as they they can but it's not real it's all just digital you know well, so that's like yeah it's the meta right Ron yeah and and so that way um they can focus production for real things to satisfy them they can give us all the digital shit right because it's not it's not real they don't have to produce it you know they don't have to pay anybody to make it i mean essentially it's coded and all that they do have to pay somebody to make it but uh yeah you know like the actual manifested material uh and that that's you know that's crazy like and people are just like satisfied with that like i love video games like I, it's it's my thing but like to just live in a digital world, that's dude, you're fucking seeing, sad, it, dude. It's becoming a movie. I mean, check this out. This is just a guy wearing it around And this is what you're seeing. It's like an iPhone. Thanks to me by the socialists, but they were educated guesses. That's why keys, man, your buck. I see all your size. It's your heart's been all tangled in barbed wires. Reality. Hand it to me. Not hand it to me. If I had all with you and no face it then It'll come back round Facts, respect for me Oh yeah Got boundaries you know, I feel like that benefit the most people Like in overpopular areas Like in Japan, you know Where they live in fucking pods Well, it's <laughs> Avatar <laughs> You know, it's it's closer and closer to Avatar And like you say, Ron, hop in your pod We'll take you <laughs> anywhere you want to go We'll We'll give you just enough nutrients to survive. 
But guess what? You're a superhero inside that pod. How many people are taking that deal and, and sacrificing reality for the artificial reality? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, dude, and like, uh, with, was it you, Ron, that talked about like the girlfriends, the digital girlfriends? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that like the, the, the easily accessible porn, I think, is the beginning of that stuff because that's how you really get people into that. Is I mean, sex is always sold, right? And if you get people like some fat loser that, you know, is just obsessed with status and wants a hot girlfriend, but they don't make enough money and they're not good looking enough to have a hot girlfriend, they're going to go into that world all day. And they're just going to they're going to hang out there because their girlfriend is hot, like way hotter than anything that they would get in the real world. And it feels real to them. I can look at this person and, you know, masturbate. I'm not trying to be overly gross here, but, you know, and do this stuff. And it feels real to them because you've been conditioned over and over again to just get used to that. Well, you add in looking at your phone or your computer. It's virtually realistic. Maybe there's some kind of like interactive thing that 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 takes it to the next level, too. But, dude, yeah, it it seems like uh, the more you think about it, it. a lot of this stuff I think comes from like the, the cell phones and, and obviously like the porn and stuff that comes with that. Yeah. It's that, it's that transhumanist. They want us connected to machines. And you know, uh, there's what a, did you, what did you see last week? The first Neuralink implant, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now we're down that road, the first human, you know, that they've told us about, we know it's been done before, but the first, you know, public human has a, has a neurotransmitter in their head. It's, a step it's like closer. it's like suicide in a way you know like just like giving up like oh my life's not great i'll just enter this virtual world and be a battery it's like it's like it is a matrix dude that's just, but like oh with that dating thing too you don't have to uh fear uh rejection right thing too and uh also you can just turn your girlfriend off whenever you want to go play video games and watch that's anime and not have to deal with I mean, it's it's VR and a flashlight is what a lot of these kids have in their future. You know, that's their girlfriend. And it's 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 scary, man, because what's going to what's going to happen? Like you, we laugh about idiocracy, but we're not that far off. You know, you look at the the I mean, look at the food pyramid. Remember what we talked about that Rye a couple of years? They had fucking fruit loops at the top of the food pyramid. Yeah. You know, ahead of red meat. Like this, this is insane. And they keep pushing it on these kids. I mean, they keep poisoning the food more and more. Now you see on the back of food labels uh, contains bioengineered material, which means there's not even food in your food. There's non-food in your food now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's what's funny too, man. Like it's almost, it is almost the case where you can flip the food pyramid upside down, the original one, not this new one, right? Uh, Michelle Obama supposedly helped create this new one where it's like goes like sideways instead of bottom to top, right? The top of it was all sugars and you're supposed to have the least of those, right? Fats, butter, things like that. The bottom was bread. And then you realize how horrible the bread is in this country, like enriched flour, you're, like that stuff was made, if I'm not mistaken, and this isn't a fact, so don't quote me unless someone else happens to know this, that like enriched flour was made when like flour wasn't easy to produce. So they put chemicals in it to make it more filling, like during the Great Depression, basically. 
from what I understand, so that you could get like a tiny amount of it, a tiny amount of like white bread, wonder bread or some shit like that. And it's going to sustain you. It's not healthy. It's like eating an MRE. You're not supposed to eat this long term. But then they're like, hey, we can just do this. And then, you know, the, the medical industrial complex gets involved with the food industry and then they start pushing this stuff. But then when you just when you realize how bad bread is for you, the bread in this country, not France, any other country, their bread is fine, it seems like. But here, man, if you're sticking with bread and you're eating 12 to 16 servings a day or whatever they say to eat, dude, that like that's how you end up getting like that frog gua liver or whatever it's called, you know, where it's just like a fatty, cancerous, tumor ridden liver. And it's wild, man. It's like it's all by design. Yeah, it, it, it's sugars, too. I mean, you look at the sugars, the starches, that's just and that's what all this processed shit is loaded with. And you look well, at stuff yeah. like look at bread. How much sugar is in bread? You look at those, all those uh, shelved breads. Holy shit. The amount of sugar in there is mind blowing. And you're like, why? Well, not only that, but the carbs, when they hit your pancreas, it turns into sugar. Yes. So it's essentially a hundred percent. Like you're eating a donut you're not eating a piece of bread. Yes. And the, and the worst thing you can do is eat like carbs for for you know your first meal of the day breakfast right and what are all our breakfast foods you got toast you got pancakes you got waffles everything bagels they're all these carb heavy and you eat it and you end up being more hungry throughout the day and it, instead of filling up with fats and proteins and getting a good solid base in there and remember remember how long they said eggs were bad for you mm -hmm. like eggs are turning out to be the superfood uh, you know, yeah. it's one of those amazing things. Especially, oh well, and that gets into another thing. You go to the grocery store, right? And I've been doing this lately because for a while I was just—I uh, mean, I try to get eggs locally, you know, from the road stand or my neighbors or whatever, um, right straight from the chicken. But if I can't, when I go to the grocery store, well, I started playing the game and looking at the different labels, like free range, organic. And then you, uh, or cage free is another gimmick they play and you start looking and the closer you get to local distribution, the more orange the yolk you're getting oh, yeah. and, and whether it's organic free range, whatever. Now you go and buy a, you know, store brand organic, you're still getting those puny little yellow piss yolks i call them because they're there's no nutrients in there or little nutrients in there yeah there's in china they make eggs out of plastic too it's a it's that a, that's yeah. some wild <laughs> shit yeah that's gotta be that good for like you shit too it's gotta be healthy hey as long as you're not killing animals that's all that matters to some of these freaks yeah yeah like i don't know if y'all seen there's like a reel out there where it shows like how many animals a year like we consume like we consume like 200 million like chickens a day like in the world like it's crazy man like how much like death is going on and it's not like like um do we really need to be eating so many animals like i'm not like you know i know that like pisses a lot of people off it's like i want to hunt and i want to kill everything <laughs> you know like well yeah like yeah do we really need to be killing that much like you know like, like what's the, really i know what you're important? saying with like the you factory know, farming like, shit yeah, like, you know, um, it, like, it's just like, I honestly, like, that's what grosses me out. Like, 
is like seeing like a like the cow you're gonna eat like it's all like flopped on its side or like you know you drink the milk from it it could barely like stand up it's all yeah Yeah, thing hasn't walked more than 10 steps in its life it's the most unhealthy cow ever yeah you're just gonna consume that meat and expect it's healthy meat and when in reality it's probably tainted as shit so i think like i like like on the uh demonic like you know type aspect of it um it's definitely like angels like if demons they say like eat our loose right maybe they actually in a way like once our we decompose that material starts breaking down in a way they consume that too and uh their concept right is more they want to take right like so um i feel like it, it is more humane to uh eat something that has had a good life <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know like and i feel like that's why they uh push the whole um like with taylor swift and the whole like witchcraft stuff right um teaching kids oh it's lib it's liberation you're learning magic and now you just you got the power right to to do your own thing but in reality it's it's limiting um it's limiting their uh their their spirituality because it's all because it's all about take right it's with magic and stuff like that. The majority of people who get into magic is all about doing something to benefit them, <laughs> the individual, right? Where really, um, like with what's his name that um, that one dean who started that school, Schneider or something, that like occultist, like <laughs> Schneider. I can't You're remember his name. Hogwarts. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name, but like you know, um that kind of spiritual development, it all should be about serving one another instead of uh, taking and serving yourself. You should be serving others. That's true magic. And, uh, and that's a lot of these Taylor Swift. Now you got like, um, you know, all these underage girls, you know, growing up learning about witchcraft and you saw how that, all that went down with the boy bands and stuff like that. Right. Mass hysteria. Now you're going to have masses, you know, which, mass hysteria witch events again you know a bunch of women <laughs> you know getting together you know who knows the uh, salem witch trials of modern times could be coming soon you know well did you see too that the uh cia floated uh taylor swift as a cia asset at nato did you guys see that Mm-mm. did you happen to see that matt no we played this on cunt today it'll be out uh you know tomorrow but i can share this dude it is absolutely crazy i mean like just the 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 nonchalant attitude about this stuff and it's like dude there's got to be some consequences to this instead of just you know i understand that the cia has an agenda obviously we know that but just like the 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 way that they laugh about this and i just need to find it really quick um I don't understand how this is like not something that people just get pissed off about. And then also the people that are going to say like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I would I wouldn't mind if Taylor Swift's into the CIA. These same people like talk all kinds of shit about how the government operates. So I just don't like I said, I really don't understand the uh, like the blind spot that people have for this shit. I'm just trying to find it real quick. Yeah, I don't get it either. Right. It just I don't know. It's like they're under a spell. You know, these people are so caught up in How she blew people's up. lives. Right. Yeah, man. Okay, so here this is. I will make sure I turn my volume on. Hopefully you guys can hear it. 
uh yeah gee check this out just the and the way that they go about this too is, is weird wondered why or how she blew up like this well around four years ago the pentagon psychological operations unit floated turning taylor swift into an asset during a nato meeting what kind of asset a psyop for combating online misinformation listen you came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help, uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, promote behavior change, so potentially as like a peaceful information operation. I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, that's real. The Pentagon PSYOP unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset for combating misinformation online. If I was running Biden's management perception team, I would identify someone who would align themselves with my agenda, such as a Taylor Swift who has close to 600 million followers. I would target her, I would engage her, and I would get her, what, get her to do what we used to see as like public service announcements. And that type of enlistment, that type of solicitation is analogous to the old days of deployment of a psyop. Yeah, there you go. It's exactly it was the playbook for 2020, right? All those mute uh, musicians that came out with vac songs and dancing nurses and all that shit. It was all a giant psyop. And it's funny how yeah. he said four years ago. Well, gee, what was four years ago? Yeah. Well, dude, and you know what's nuts, too, is it doesn't need to be the musician. The musician doesn't even need to necessarily know the record label. The manager can get approached by the CIA and the CIA tells the manager, hey, there's a lot of money in this for you. If you can convince her just to put these messages out there and you maybe break her off a piece of this money that we're giving you. Well, why do you think she pushed Biden so hard in 2020? Right. I mean, that wasn't right. grassroots by any means. She was definitely getting paid for that. I, I could see how a dumb musician like her and not all musicians are no, dumb. No, someone like her, her. She's so stupid. She doesn't even know who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden? Who's Joe Biden? I'm not sure if I know who Joe Biden is either. But uh, no, but uh, dude, imagine this, though. Like, imagine someone like you could you could imagine her just saying, like, I, I like Joe Biden, but she wouldn't promote a vaccine or anything like that. Like that's that's not something that people do unless, you know, the mind, the mind control stuff works so well or whatever. But like, you know, the, you know how many young people out there, man? I mean, you, you say it all the time. You live in a college town. Do these people just blindly support Joe Biden? And it's not because of necessarily like some positive influence or someone that they look up to is telling them to. It's because there's just like this this ingrained mind control that's just like taking over people. And I don't know what it is, man. It's, it's a, a herd mentality and it's a cult. It, I mean, it is. It's it's a cult. Period. There's there's no other way to look at it. What they're doing is is brainwashing people to believe in ideology, and it's yeah. counter to reality. You know, that's the that's the part that drives me the the most wild about this is just the fact that what they're pushing is so counter to reality and counter. It's it's it, unnatural that when you just look around and it, it doesn't make you feel weird when you see this shit and when you hear about this stuff and and some people are like nope they just think it's normal that's the way it should be yeah and that's scary you know i i don't know i just <laughs> and it goes back to 
you know, the idea of NPCs and, and not necessarily them being, uh, you know, real non-play. They're just, they just, they're just here to go through the motions. You know, they're not here. They're not going to stir up any trouble. They're not going to, uh, you know, even waste time thinking about any of this stuff. They just go on. They've been programmed to that life, you know, and you almost can't blame them too because of all the different methods of attack. We even saw there was another clip that we showed today on the show where um, it goes as deep as like your wisdom teeth, like the whole uh, agenda to pull people's wisdom teeth out. Um, I don't know if you guys still have your wisdom teeth. I happen to have mine, but like they grow in sideways. So every time they show you it on an x-ray, they look fucked up and they're telling you like, this is going to be painful if you don't nip it in the bud right now. But your wisdom teeth, the guy, the way that the guy broke it down is that when a woman gives birth, they go through so much pain when they do it naturally, that it's not only it's a bonding experience for the mom and the child, but it like almost like awakens this like weird thing within that woman that does the natural childbirth, not a C-section, not this drug induced shit, none of that, just natural to where like these women are better than they would have been before, you know, going any other route. So a, you know, having the painful teeth grow in, that's a, that's good for you. It, 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 you know, connects, it does some weird shit with your third eye. I'm not explaining it very well, but then also the, the left side, of your mouth connects with your heart and some other part of your body. And then the right side connects with your third eye and some other part of your body. It's like with the meridians in your, in your whole body, like the whole way that your body works. So basically like it's, it goes as deep as that. If you were to believe this theory that just these agenda, these procedures that are so mainstream, it's like, yeah, if your wisdom teeth hurt, pull them out. Instead of just like going through the process that God or the creator, whatever you think created us had intended. If, if humans weren't able to deal with their wisdom teeth coming in, we wouldn't have wisdom teeth in the first place. So well, it's, it's like circumcision, you know? Exactly, dude. Exactly. It's, there's so many of these things that they have out there that are, you know, <laughs> you wonder why, right? Right. That's, I know that's what you're getting at. And like, what is the purpose of these practices? You know, why do we do the, it's like a lot of traditions too. Like people don't understand where they come from or sayings, you know, some of these sayings come from real dark roots right we, we just say them on a daily basis do you have any in mind uh and ron you're muted i don't know if you're trying to talk man do you have any of those things in mind oh my bad I, yeah i was gonna say uh with this with the with the uh wisdom tooth it probably has to do with because there's like the nerves right here right um and uh the that and also i don't know you know you can actually uh the fr- your front two teeth like those are like connected to like the nose bone connected to like your third eye. So there's like uh humming methods um, where you vibrate your buck teeth and it decalcifies your third eye and stuff mm. like that. Um, but with the uh, circumcision, I believe it's uh, to desensitize like your penis to try to keep you away from like, s- to keep you like from uh, being overly sexualized because supposedly i don't know if someone who's uncut can confirm this but supposedly like uncut dudes have better nuts (laughs) they have better sensitivity there and i guess something happens when they like cut your foreskin like there's like a sensitivity like you get desensitized or something like that like the pleasure well and it's instant trauma right yeah the first moments as a child you not only you coming out but then they're gonna clip your dick like 
I mean, that's <laughs> instant tr unnecessary trauma to a baby. Yeah, especially the way it happened to me over in the Philippines. Like, uh, suppose he was like in like a stream or a river, and they just put put it up on a rock, <laughs> just <laughs> chop it off with a uh, knife. <laughs> it's like I'm glad the dude had good aim, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, dude. And you know what? <laughs> it's funny how you see around how you're like, if someone that's not cut can confirm this. They, they don't know any different you know what i mean like what are they uh, gonna say? yeah dude i my <laughs> mind feels way better than yours <laughs> there's no way to know it's like it, if you yeah how do you quantify a nut right <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so i don't know but yeah there is something to that i've heard that same thing but it's hard to prove and like you know maybe there's more nerves or whatever and maybe there's a scientific explanation for it but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, for me, it feels good. You know, again, not to get weird, but I, it feels good when it happens. So, I mean, I don't but know. It could, it's possibly that it could have felt better. <laughs> sure. I'm always for, for that. But it's just to me, I don't know. Some of these things just don't always add up to me. Well, so, another thing, too, is, um, uh, you know, with the whole Masonic thing, right? And why they wear the apron. It's because, like, the penis is like a a symbol of power it's like a it's like your magic wand essentially so that's why they cover it up with the lambskin it's sacred so with maybe uncutting like nipping that top off it's like it's like your antenna to god is like more uh unsheathed sure. it's like decapping <laughs> it's like, the pyramids man decapping the pyramid yeah essentially you know so that could be a reason why castrating the old buildings, you know, they're, they're clipping off your energy receptor right there. Well, yeah, I feel like it's got to be more more of a, a um, I don't know if metaphysical is the right word, ritualistic. It's more of a ritualistic thing, I feel like. Not, no, I think they just like chopping your dick and sucking the blood off. Well, that's the thing they used to do. Don't the Jews do it with their mouths? Yeah. They, 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 dude, so many babies were born with herpes. Or, you know, not born with it, but they got herpes after their circumcision because fucking dirty oh. scumbags had herpes in their mouth and gave it to these babies when they sucked on their little wang. You put that eloquently. Eloquently. Well, that that's actually a big thing, too. I don't know if you know about the term uh, blood babble or blood, blood label or something like that. Libel, mm -hmm. which is like a it's like an anti-Semitic thing that um, so back in the day. Um, I don't know, just whatever year time, but uh, Jews were being uh, oppressed. Supposedly, they were uh, draining the blood from uh, young infant, bo young boys, and drinking the blood, like they do with the circumcision. You know, not not all Jews, but like us. You know how they're broken up into different sects and stuff. And um, so it became like an anti-Semitic thing saying, Oh, Christians are just saying we're drinking babe, you know, child blood, you know, we're not doing that. <laughs> They're just that saying was, we was, are. Yeah. That was a big thing during the inquisition, Ron, back in inquisition. In 14, yeah. In 1492. Yeah. That I, I was just actually reading about that the other day. And one of the things they were going around, just the, the one of the things the Europeans, you know, just over and over again, repeatedly uh, accused the Jews of was, you know, drinking baby blood, drinking children's blood. And it was, you know, account after account of these, you know, different sects of now, whether, you know, they were all Jewish. It doesn't mean, you know, a lot of them were Kazarian at that point, but yeah, they were big. That, that was one of the big things going around is that they love drinking children's blood. 
And, you know, um, we all start off as, uh, as a uh, female. Uh, uh, did you guys know that? Like, basically it's like in the, the mammal world, like everybody's like starts off as a female. Oh, sure. Like in, in like when you're in the womb, when you're in the womb. So maybe that's why, you know, women, you know, with intuition, of course, I'm not trying to say that, you know, boys are better, but you know, I guess becoming a boy, it's kind of like, there's something like an evolutionary type thing going on there. Right. If we're all supposed to come out female, like asexual. So that's maybe why, uh, in, in occult practices, the young blood of a boy is 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 more sought after than uh young girls blood oh yeah like firstborn sons and shit like that and mm-hmm. and curses mm-hmm. it's because uh maybe there's a uh, something special about you know becoming a man that's why there's you know in the masonic clubs it's all it's an all boys club you know also you guys got to do your own little thing over here but again i think it goes back to trauma ron mm-hmm. right i mean what do they do in these rituals too to get into these clubs? It's all these, ri- you know, rituals and traumatic experiences, things like that. Like, I don't know, man. Even the hazing. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just like simple shit. You have to, you have to suffer a little bit to get in. It's that you know, pay the price of pain to get in. Well, uh, actually, um, somebody recently, uh, they um, on Instagram, they posted like uh footage like secret footage inside of a masonic lodge when they were doing the uh first degrees have you seen that no yeah it's something like that yeah it was on like sacred geometry's website um i can try to look but uh yeah it's like in it's footage of the whole Hiram abiff thing where they do where uh you every initiate pretends like you're Hiram abiff and you get killed yep and then, like, they carry you around, pretend, and they stand over you, pretend like you're dead and stuff like that. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you you basically, essentially, you're, like, dying when you join. You're killing your old self. So, that's kind of twisted. <laughs> Is it frozen? That's that was wild. the weirdest thing. If you guys, you guys froze as soon as Ron said... You got like something like you're Haram Biff and you get killed. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> not. And then both of you guys were just sitting there staring. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I must have been my internet. Yeah. Yeah. about how bad my internet was. What happened? You having issues? Yeah, man. Ever since, uh, ever since I complained the first time, really, back in December of last year. Once you complain, they're like, all right. Yep. Let's go. We'll see yeah. how bad we get. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. Like we got you here, buddy. So <laughs> dude, I gotta yeah, I gotta play you guys this because this uh this video hits home because this is like the town over from where I grew up, basically. Um and these kids, you know, I still have hope for the youth. So listen to this one. On in 22 minutes. Brookfield High School installed a tampon dispenser in a boys' restroom, which was vandalized within minutes. It was installed at 9.30, and by 9.52, it was destroyed. The principal said that he would reinstall the dispenser, although I think he should save time and just throw it on the floor instead. This high school's new motto, building better men, one tampon at a time. Just a suggestion, but before putting a tampon dispenser in the boys' bathroom, 
Let's let them figure out how to use the soap first. Next. <laughs> like I <laughs> ended it poorly, but yeah, I give these kids credit, man. It, they in, Within 20 minutes, they rip that thing out and just, this shit's got to stop. It's it's so insane. I give those yeah. boys credit, but that dude seemed like he might have been one of the types of guys that would like tampons in the bathroom, if you know what I mean. He seemed like one of the dudes that's like, I'm totally straight. You I don't know, think like, they were big enough, Rye. I think he they're a they, little more girth than a tampon. That guy. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, that, that guy was uh, a little fruity sounding, <laughs> whoever that was. Dude. Let's touch him how to use the step first. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> drop it in the shower, though. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. that's great, though, man. That's one of your towns that you used to live next to? Yeah, it was like the town over from us. And it's actually kind of a liberal place, too, which is surprising. Like, they, it's gone to shit lately. And uh, to see those kids do that, man, that's awesome. I love when they stand up for this stuff. Like, you know, you see them walk out every now and then. and Or, you know, I hate seeing useless vandalism. Oh, yeah. yeah. For this, this is warranted. Sure. This is such nonsense. Yeah, yeah I think uh, a lot of times with things like this, it, it takes a little time. Because for the most part, good people will kind of tolerate Right. You know, because you're trying to be like a nice person, you know, you don't want to just because you have the right to be an asshole doesn't mean you should be an asshole. So you just kind of tolerate it. But after a while, it's, it's like, OK, enough of the bullshit. <laughs> go go to the corner. But We're where is that line? Right. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like I, ha- I, I, I have to evaluate that almost on a daily basis, you know, my with my son. It's like, OK, if they do this, w- what is your line where you have to push back? You know, and I, it, it it's constantly moving because the insanity picks up on a daily basis. So you have to constantly reevaluate, okay, is this harmful? Is this nonsense? Can we just ignore it? Or, okay, this is where they're really pushing. We got to really push back now. There's no more, all right, no more Mr. Nice Guy, no more allowing it just because, like you said, Ron, just because you can be an asshole doesn't mean you should. Well, there's certain times where more people need to be an asshole and and stand up for what they believe in because being a fucking coward and just letting everyone else do what they want at your own expense, it's going to end up biting you eventually. Maybe if you yeah. should be an asshole or if you think, if you have that thought, like like Ron, how you say that, that's I think really well said. Like just because I can be an asshole here, should I? I think we're almost at a point, and maybe this is by design, where even if that thought goes through your head, like, I could be an asshole here. I'm kind of like, maybe you just should be. Just fuck it. I mean, you know, they're, they're really kind of pushing us to a point where, you know, at a certain point, you, you don't have to be the bigger person anymore. You know? And I think that that, that, that time's already come. I think it's passed. With public so, officials, I give them zero leeway. Right? right. When it comes to school politicians the the smallest thing we're put i'm pushing back locally you know but when it there's other stuff you're just like okay this is nonsense i see what they're doing with it but it's not going to reach our you know like you draw that perimeter you know where's your line and if it's not going to come in there all right fine just it's just noise because that's what a lot of this is a lot of this is just noise it's just distractions it's just to stir up emotions just to find a way to split people even more, you know, because in reality we have a lot more in common than 
we don't, you know, that we don't. And it's tough because they want us to all think that we're so different and we're so divided and that your neighbor is your enemy and we should all be scared of each other when the ones that keep fucking us on a daily basis are the ones in Washington. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I always um, said, uh, pol- politicians should be like the special forces, you know, it's like, it's something that's like a really hard shitty job, but you should get paid out for it, you know, but not until the end, you know, it should be like, you know, a service thing, you know, like uh, how it is now. It's like being a politician is a cush job. I mean, it basically means you're going to be rich. You are going to be a millionaire easily. I feel like you should be a millionaire, but not until the career is over. Like I don't you think should, you should have a chance to make that much in politics. Cause that's just in politics. It breeds well, greed. You know, it breeds corruption. There's no good having money in politics that I've seen. I mean, that's true. Yeah. But like, I guess like, you know, there should be the ascent to, I guess it should be like, you're saying more of a, uh, selfless act. Us, Ron. They're not yeah. anything special. Like we've, We've put these people in our head like they hold some great position. No, their their job is to represent us. And when they don't represent us, they should get hell from us. But they've become so disconnected from us that they don't hear it anymore. You know, they're so locked in on their party, their agendas and their little circle that they don't have to hear us. And it's going to get even worse if you guys I don't know if you guys have seen this D.C. Act they want to enable which is basically going to militarize, you know, DC. So you can't ever get near the politicians, which is the total opposite of the purpose of the politicians. They're supposed to be there for the people, you know, they shouldn't fear the people, (laughs) you know, they or they should fear the people. We shouldn't fear them. That's the point of the job is if you're doing your job, right? Your people are happy. If not, you should fear because you're not doing what you are there to represent and that's where we are today because of money period you take money out of politics and it's a whole different ball game i mean really if we take money out of everything i mean like you know like the trade system do we really need a trade system i mean i'm I'm, i know anarchy and everything like that and production and stuff like that but what are we producing to like, what is the end goal? Are we just going to keep building shit until there's no more room to put it and then like go to Mars? I guess that's the fucking goal. It's just like, you know, feels like, uh, we need to be building, you know, but I mean, that's the whole Tesla thing, right? Like that, they, the whole water engine thing, they kill people off like that. <laughs> like, yeah. so it's really like, um, that's why knowledge is, uh, should be shared. I feel like because they, you know, they basically would just have to kill everyone at that point, you know, like on it. I think they're trying to do that. Yeah. I guess that's the game or, um, seems like, but like, you know, um, it just, uh, just thinking about it. Like, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> the politics, uh, um, yeah, I really don't, I honestly, I don't feel like there should be a trade system. There shouldn't really be no need to barter, but without it being like a socialist type 
type reality. But I mean, that's wishful thinking, right? Because um, greed, greed is is what you know is the oil for the machine. It's the it's the gas, you know, it keeps things going. Yeah, there's no perfect system, man. You know, I I always think about that too because yeah, it sounds great to have a, a system where the politicians are fearful of the uh you know people that they represent and all that stuff and that's how it used to be but it always i think i feel like it always ends up like where we're at and where we're going to end up going more you know we could have a perfect system right now and in 400 years 300 years we're going to you know get to the spot where we are today right now it's just greed greed's an inherent like human emotion right fear is more powerful than greed is that's like how the stock market supposedly operates is off fear and greed but those are two of like the most basic human emotions is greed and fear. I mean, fear and greed, I think are more common than like happiness is in in people, you know, you, you usually you act off of one of those two things, either fear or greed. Yeah. Uh, I think at least. And, and, it, and it's and greed has become such a, a moniker in our system. Now, you know, there's, it's never enough, always more, especially you look at corporate greed and that's, that's something that, you know, much like the politicians, the fact that these companies have to increase their profits quarter over quarter, it's just an insane model because it doesn't take in, it doesn't incentivize quality. It, you know, it doesn't incentivize environmental factors. It doesn't incentivize health. It usually goes the opposite way, how cheap, how, you know, and and look what we have in society today. I mean, it's it's everything is disposable. Then nothing is built to last anymore. And do you think that it's possible that we need some kind of problem like this? Because if we had a perfect society, and this is just me just throwing an idea out there. I don't know if I believe in this or not. But if we had a perfect society, which is impossible, but if we have a society where healthcare was free and everyone was healthy and we were eating good food and all this stuff, we'd find something wrong with it, I think. And then we'd bitch about that. I kind of think so. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be problems with every system. I don't think there is a utopia, so to speak. Sure. Um, and and I think that's part of growing, and and you're gonna have discontent along the way. I think that's how you grow, right? I mean, if everybody's just happy, you become too content, then you just become lackadaisical at that point. Well, then also uh, what, what, you know, it's weird to think, but there's dark, twisted people out there that consider, you know, things happy that makes them happy that would, you know, gross us out, you know, disturb us and traumatize us. That makes them happy. You know, seeing somebody suffer, um, you know, torture and things like that, you know, like that makes somebody happy. It's the same emotion. You know, it's just like the, the, the formula is a lot different there, you know, like, so it's like, um, that's just, that's just the, the, that's just the, you know, the hard thing about it is that people love pain, you know, people love to be evil, you know, there's no, it's, you know, for me just to wrap my mind around like, you know, those type of people, but. I mean, that's, that is the case, you know, like, uh, more so now than I think, uh, was before, 
like especially with the whole uh, glorifying serial killers and things like that i think more and more i mean I, I you know i watch like true crime stuff like teenagers having fantasies of being serial killers like what the fuck man like well they've turned fame into a drug right like that's that's something that they've they've turned that into like this this quest for these kids nowadays i mean it was a lot around a little bit when i was a kid but it wasn't as much i mean now you're seeing it on, on it's on television nonstop. it's you know everybody tiktok everybody wants to be go viral they want they want to be a star like i don't know i just yeah. I, it's really creepy to me did you see that guy he um uh, he you know, he wanted to go viral on TikTok and be famous. So he, he decided his genius idea was to fill a bucket with shit and throw up and piss and all this other gross crap and throw it on top of random strangers in a subway. Oh, yeah. He got arrested for it. <laughs> yeah. He got arrested yeah. for it. Fucking like, asshole. Like, what the fuck was like? He went through all of that. You know, it had to stink. And he's carrying it with him all the way down there. Like at no point did it say, "Maybe I shouldn't be doing this." Ron, that's it's probably on the want to. Yeah, it's he's got to be on some kind of like pharmaceuticals, you know. Like he he's like hyper, you know, ADHD medication. And there's some people that need that shit out there, um, and it helps them. But like this dude probably was on some kind of weird shit, SSRIs or something, because that's like literally like a that like Matt saying mental illness, dude. Like these people that are in old insane asylums, playing in their own shit, and you know, drawing pictures in their shit that they took on the floor and stuff like that. Like that is psychotic, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue, right? Check this out. Uh, I found this because this thing came out in 2018. And what it is, it's a digital pill. Because what they're saying is pharmaceutical companies lose so much money because people don't take all their pills. Now, one of the things they fail to mention is that a lot of people don't take all their medication because they can't afford all of their medication. But this goes, this to me is as scary as like Neuralink, if not scarier. Listen to this shit. It is a tiny sensor made of silicon, magnesium, and copper that tracks if and when the pill is taken. In November, the FDA approved a pharmaceutical drug embedded with the sensor for the first time. And while the tech is tiny, the health benefits could be huge. When people forget to take their meds, it costs the health industry money, wastes doctors' time, and can put patients in danger. Proteus Digital Health, based here in Silicon Valley, says it created this technology to help change that. The World Health Organization estimates that only about 50% of patients adhere to medicines correctly. The cost of maladherence was estimated in 2009 to be about $290 billion in the U.S. alone. Here's how it works. First, you put this patch on, which communicates with the sensor in the pill. Once you take it, the fluids in your stomach interact with the sensor to create a small electrical signal. After a few minutes, the patch detects the signal and sends data to a tablet or smartphone. The patch tracks when the pill is ingested, records activity levels, and monitors sleep patterns. Then doctors and others you've approved can see the data, and in theory, use that data to gain insight into how well the medicine is working. Otsuka Pharmaceutical teamed up with Proteus to embed the sensor technology in its antipsychotic drug, Abilify, used to treat mental illnesses like schizophrenia. 
Since these kinds of mental disorders can cause paranoid thinking or delusions, some doctors question whether these patients are the best for any type of digital tracking. Otsuka agrees that the digital system is not appropriate for everyone and encourages doctors to work closely with patients to determine if it is the best option. We also asked Proteus about the concerns with launching their technology with these types of patients. So if you are paranoid, then you are unlikely to be suggested by your doctor to be on this kind of product. Others worry about the potential privacy threat that comes with storing any personal information in the cloud. Uh, we tend to say to people, look, the internet's about sharing, that's what we enable, but everything we do is consented, and look, it's just a pill and a band-aid and an app. Abilify MySite uses Otsuka's proprietary software with slightly different features than Proteus's. Otsuka says while no system can prevent all potential security breaches, they take precautions including encryption to protect patient data collected through their app. Abilify MySite will be rolled out this year to a limited number of health plans. No word yet on what it will cost. Proteus hopes their sensors can be integrated into treatments for physical ailments like cancer and HIV, and they see potential to help regulate the illegal sale and abuse of prescriptions. Our goal here over the next, let's say, 10, 20, 30 years is to have every medicine in the supply chain become a digital object. Did you, did you ever notice that every wonder drug that's coming out is going to help cure cancer, AIDS, or, you know, things like that, that, you know, it's never going to have any use for that whatsoever, but they always throw it out there just to, you know, throw you a little hope in, in the absurdity of it all. But I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think taking a digital pill is fucking insane. Ron? You're muted again. <laughs> I was cough had a cough store, but yeah, this whole thing, like them just making everything digital, man. Like they're creating like a world for us to go into so they could have the world to themselves. I think like the whole thing, like they're going to Mars. They're not really going to Mars. You know, what if like they really just like they make it seem like they're going to Mars, but really they just go like to Antarctica as I uh, <laughs> and um they create the society down there and it's all because supposedly right this whole thing with admiral bird he went over there and it's like oh this shit looks cool right it's all they have and they have all that shit down there and they're just gonna tell everybody they went to mars <laughs> the whole time they're just down in antarctica and they just leave this this shitty world to us you know i thought it'd be a great like a good horror sci-fi movie idea if they like the whole idea of the movie is that they're like, you know, people save up their whole lives or whatever to go to Mars when they're, you know, 19, 20, whatever. Um, and, and what they do with these people is they just kill them. And then you're talking with them on a, in like an AI person. So like, let's say I've got a kid and I go to Mars, they kill me, but they use my AI likeness and they like have me chat with the person being like, Oh yeah, that Mars is great. You should save up your money and join me up here, you know? <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm dead. And they're just using my images and my voices. Everyone's voices are recorded. Everyone's got a damn podcast, it seems like, these days. Yeah. There's hours of me talking. There's hours of Matt talking. There's hours of you talking. Think of how many people. There's just hours and hours and hours of them talking. So it wouldn't be that hard, especially in the future, when everyone's just recording all the shit that they're doing constantly. Well, there's so, already been fake yeah. AI podcasts that have been put out. 
like I watched one the other day, you know, it was like one of these clips of like four minutes or whatever. And then at the end it says, this was all generated by AI. None of it was real. And it was like, holy shit. Like you had no, I no idea. And then, you know, one of the things I came across when I was in the last episode I did, I was looking at like SDG, you know, agenda 2030 and then CBDCs and things like that. And the main focus, there was two things that I got out of that. The the whole BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, they want to force behaviors, and that's straight from Larry Fink's mouth. And then they also see humans as um, data and tools. That's oh, yeah. the only function of humans on here is you're a source of data and you are a tool of whoever's running it. The agenda. Yeah, that Yuval Harari is is big into that, right? Like they want to, they say that like predictions, uh, like they've gotten the algorithm so down. Um, Like, dude, it was actually really interesting today. There was something, I forget the exact thing that happened, but I saw that thing that you posted at the beginning with Joe Biden with his eyes all red. And it's like uh, how we planned with the Chiefs, right? And I wanted to go and find that post. I I picked up my phone knowing I was going to go to Instagram. I saw it on TV went to Instagram and right away there was like this MMA story, uh breaking story, like was the first thing that I saw. You know, there's always the big picture on Instagram. When you click the magnifying glass, there's the big one right away and then a bunch of small ones. It, and it was something that just completely distracted me for like a good minute. And I I would have forgotten if I wasn't like super like interested in this Joe Biden thing. So you wonder if they can predict these things, know when you're going to go and check and, and, you know, maybe share some information that might be harmful to whatever narrative and then distract you with, you know, a fat ass or, uh, you know, something that you're interested in, you know, so it's just, it's wild, man. I think that they are really nailing this stuff down and they're being able to predict our, our behaviors really freaking accurately. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary as fuck. You want to, your boy, I, uh, I had a clip of him pulled up. My boy, who? Uh, you've all. Oh, that's not my boy. Fuck yeah. that dude. <laughs> listen, listen, to this fucking parasite. Where is oh it? yeah, uh, hate this dude. Oh uh, yeah. As you surf the internet, as you watch videos or check your social feed, the algorithms will be monitoring. The algorithm tracks your eye movements, your blood pressure, your brain activity, and tells you who you are. Now imagine the situation in 10 or 20 years when an algorithm can tell any teenager exactly where he or she is on the gay straight spectrum can tell any teenager exactly where he or she is on the gay straight spectrum what the fuck just happened? Oh, over. Shut it off. No, get the fuck out of here, Daryl. I am Marshall's publicist, and I'm telling you to pull uh, a fucking plug no, right now. This is gold. I am not cutting this interview off. This is the best interview we've ever done. People should not be afraid of their governments. That's pretty good, though. That's from uh, when, when Eminem says he's gay, huh? No. Yes. Dude, um, you notice how he said he or she? Did you notice that? He didn't yep. say any other gender. There's no theys. It's interesting, right? When it comes down to their science, they really do stick to real science. And he's also a gay uh Jewish what is he? He's he's uh he's an atheist, but he also talks about God a lot. 
Yeah. Like it's weird, dude. He's just having a a weird obsession with God. And what's that? Atheists tend to have a weird obsession with God. Yeah. It's strange. It's almost like they feel like they got wronged over by religion at some point. And so they want to complex. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird, man. It's very strange. But yeah, that's a, that's a real life supervillain right there, man. Well, yeah, you, you, he's part of the dream team. You had Klaus, him, Bill Gates, man, you got, that's the, the fucking Mount Rushmore of villains right now. Yeah. You wonder what they do when they're all together, man. Jerk each other off and span and leather spandex. <laughs> Hopefully that's all they do. I, I feel like they do way worse than that. Oh, way worse, dude. That's the warm up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like the welcome wagon at the door, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's horrible, dude. Scary stuff. I wonder, I like that's actually something that I might that might like reawaken my interest in all this shit is just trying to figure out what all they're up to. You know, because they're yeah. it's deep. It's dark, man, and it, it's not benefiting us. And even Harari himself, he says, we don't humans don't have rights. He's like, right. You think you have rights? You don't have any rights. You're not born with rights. It, oh, he was like almost saying, We give you rights. And we're taking them back, so you don't have any anymore. It's like, I don't know, bud. Well, and it's weird that they're all in a room together, and they're all just like, yeah, this makes sense. You yeah. know, if someone's like, hey, isn't this being filmed, and it's going to get out there, shouldn't we, like, you know, code this a little bit more? Well, again, going back to idiocracy, it's like, you know, uh, Luke Wilson's character. You know, when he, he's in the meeting with all these guys, and they're all just fucking idiots that's what i feel like this is but the evil side of it like they all go in there and they're like okay what's the darkest shit you can think of and let's do it let's go and like they try and one-up each other almost yeah constantly like yeah oh you got a virus watch this i'm gonna cut kids dicks off and tell <laughs> yeah. Them yeah it's like how evil can you get oh it's just it, and it's it's maddening because Every day it's something new, you know, you're bombarded constantly. Like, Brian, I know you started a list of crazy shit that goes on this year. I mean, come June, you're going to be on like the third page already. Oh, dude, I'm already on the second. Yeah. Second okay. Page. There you go. And we're, we just made it to February and you're on page two. It's just, it's, it's just nonstop insanity. And you got to wonder like, when does it stop? How does it stop? I'm using poster boards too. So it's uh, imagine that it's just like a giant. <laughs> no, I'm well, using a book, but I mean, yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff, dude. You could, you could go uh, always sunny in Philadelphia with the board, start connecting dude, red lines. I actually made one of those. Like I printed one, but it, I, I did it when like we were like high and drunk. It was me and a couple of my friends. And it was like super offensive, the shit that was on there. <laughs> like, even for me, like, I was like, let's just wait. I'll put this together tomorrow. And the shit that we were printing out, it's like, dude, I can't have this in the background. I was going to have it like, in, you know, behind me. Yeah. Can't be associated with this stuff. And I just threw it all away. <laughs> Wasted a lot of printer ink. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I got one more. This is a debate I've been uh, sitting on here for a okay. It's uh, from animal related. No, this is this is up Ghost Sally. I almost sent it to him, but I was like, ah, we'll we'll keep this one. So, uh, let me share it here. I want it share. I hate Zoom sometimes, man. 
It is bad sometimes. I like it because it's so simple. But yeah, sometimes. It is, but when it gets stuck, you can't get out. All right. Yeah, so this is from um, the Not Today Pal podcast with uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler and Robert Eiler from Sopranos. Okay. Well, I was doing a drunk impression of me wiping my ass in a room full of people. I found out that half of the room, confused by my impression, squat over the toilet while they wipe, while the other half lean to one side of the toilet and reach their hand down the open side to wipe. So this was like the biggest topic of our podcast we had before this pajama pants yeah. it was i stand with rob we had to have t-shirts right. and i stand with That's rob because right. i was talking on the podcast and i was like yeah well when i stand up and wipe and and fucking castle was like you do what like <laughs> he thought it was the craziest thing ever fellas in here what are we doing on the toilet oh definitely sitting yeah you're all a leaner. Stand. I stand with Rob. Hell yeah, Rob. <laughs> that is, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard. So from your sitting, you go to like a half stand. You're like crouching over the toilet. Mm -hmm. And then uh, anything that would might happen, whatever, goes would go into the toilet. But no, it's very, it's a very neat thing. And then as soon as things are like, you know, half clean, like 50% clean up, then you could kind of move around and if you have to take a step out and then finish wiping. When would you have to take a step out? Well, when you, when you eventually you're like, I can't keep bending at the knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious where you guys are out here because I've got something just different for you. It's going to change your life. See, I'm, I, I pre, uh, I prep and I uh, pre-roll with, I have a, uh, a I, Take toilet paper, get it wet, and put soap on it beforehand, and have that, that next soap. to the toilet as the first first wipe. So, yeah, that doesn't leave your ass itchy. Well, no, you end up getting it all out by after the next wipe. Well, so you don't you use like dude wipes. I mean, I I use those when I can. Those are great. No, because they fuck up your septic, man. No, they don't. I thought they're septic safe. Well, they say they're septic safe. Ask any, any anyone that does plumbing. They're like those dude. No, nothing is septic safe. No, they're just anti. Uh, they're anti dude wipes. It's that's big septic lying to you, dude. Big septic. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, get the the uh, what is it the thing that sprays your butt or whatever. Bidet, dude. Oh, the bidet. The oh, dude, bidet. that's a game changer. Yeah, that's a total game changer. Dude, I saw a great meme where it was like a bunch of those Japanese toilets, and it's like the biggest, the biggest crime about these Japanese toilets is that in Japan there's no Mexican food for them to really experience the <laughs> day, dude. But yeah, man, Ron, where are you at on this? I'd say I'm a, a double. I'm a leaner, and then I <laughs> a leaner, and, a <laughs> and then I stand up to make sure. He's a high dad. <laughs> you go and spread your butt cheeks and look in the mirror the thing too like how do you fold your toilet paper right because there's the people that like yeah. only that they just do flat they just fold it over like a square and then there's right. the people who uh who uh fold and then make a little like mound so that way there's like a separation there because if you just fold it as flat there's a chance of your fingers going through the paper or something you know yeah but you're gonna wash your hands afterwards anyway so, yeah so some people i've heard like they like it's like more common for you to have like a little barrier i guess like you rough it up you know i guess you like a ball like you ball up a piece of paper and you have that sitting on top of the flap so <laughs> clean cleaning buttholes yeah <laughs> that's I mean the name of the game in my in my house, man, I uh, I don't put the the toilet paper on the rolls. You know, I, I leave them loose. 
so that you can go around your hand. It's quicker. Um, that's one thing, first of all. But the the big thing that you guys need to do, I mean, the, you know, the soap thing's cool. Um, that, to me, it seems like my butt would get itchy because the soap, you're not going to get all the soap unless you got more water. That's just how I see it. Maybe I need yeah, to try it. Yeah, there's one more wet wipe after that. Oh, an additional and wet then wipe. dry. After. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. But so, like, try this, though. Like, when you're sitting there, women don't do this, okay? Because you can't wipe back to front if you're a woman. But what you do, you know, you just move your balls with your, you know, your right hand, <laughs> right? You move your balls, pick your balls up. You're sitting there on the toilet. You go between your legs with the toilet paper and scoop it. And <laughs> no. you're pulling it forward? <laughs> yeah, you're pulling it forward. Wow. You don't go that's your balls, an aggressive dude. move partner hey no, i'm definitely you my balls it, dude i didn't yeah that's not working man how do you not end up hitting your dick on the way down you're holding it you're not you're not just sitting there letting you're it gonna you got a whole it. handful of dick and balls and then yeah. you're gonna go back to front yes wow. and then you my, put in there my thing too is run. like you gotta be worried about your junk touching the front of the toilet that's what i'm concerned about like at the most <laughs> it, once you get it down it's very easy it's not as hard as you guys are making it sound it's it's nice too and it gets cleaner because you're not if you're leaning you got to think about it you're smearing your shit all around your butt cheeks you know what i mean and if you're standing up you're doing the same thing so i mean it's the it's the only it's a no-brainer man a friend of mine showed me how to do it no told me about it <laughs> he reached in and gave me a few pointers well, my thing too, like I'll say with the standing up, what's bad is because like you don't realize like with toilet paper or sometimes like the material kind of like flakes, you know, like powders off, like dust off. So you're getting like shitty dust all over like your pants and stuff like that or your yeah. floor if you stand and wipe. So that's kind of like well, you don't know you like stand, little. And you're still hovering over the bowl. It's not like you're standing uh, at attention. <laughs> Right. I mean, you go you go straight up and you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, it, it works. I mean, you know, the idea of having obviously you want something wet around, but uh, but day is the way to go, dude. I mean, that dude. is absolutely the move. I used one in a hotel once. It was such a game changer. You fell asleep on the toilet. You feel <laughs> a little weird at first. And then you're like, wow, this is this is next level stuff, though. Yeah. <laughs> feel a little weird. And then you're like, just just submit. Yeah. Yeah, it's that warm water at first. It's like, wow, that's a strange sensation. Yeah, massages your prostate. <laughs> yeah, I had my tonsils cleaned. <laughs> oh, all right, guys, let's go around. Ron, where can they find the Imaginarium of Thought, my friend? Um, anywhere you can get the podcast. Uh, um, Spotify, you know, Podbean, Apple, you know, wherever, <laughs> and uh. You know, yeah, we're uh, planning on putting out a couple more episodes here soon. Uh, I got a big one I've always been teasing. It's for this uh, anime called Berserk. I don't know if y'all ever heard of it or a manga. It kind of it kind of goes with the whole uh, Miami like uh, alien thing at the mall. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a pretty terrifying concept. What happens? But uh, I can also link it to you know stuff that you know is biblical. So. I'm looking forward to doing that episode. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then um, some other things. Uh, uh, 
hopefully get some more people back on the show. I think I feel like that's kind of our strong suit with the show. Like it's fun when me and Zach kind of do our own thing, but uh, I feel like uh, we're good hosts. You know, like w- when people come on to our show, they always seem to have a good time. So um, I feel like maybe start leaning into that a little bit more, trying to get people on to talk and so. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's always fun to change it up a little bit too, you know? Try something different and see where it goes. Yeah, um maybe even uh get into some uh animations, you know, like uh storytelling, you know. I think that's cool too. That is cool. Um also some uh <clears throat> maybe like some documentary type stuff. I know uh they were doing that um Nate over at Reality Stars, you know, he was doing the documentary thing. So I think that's pretty cool, too. Oh. Uh, but maybe I'm just talking on my <laughs> Maybe I'm reaching a little too high. <laughs> but yeah, come check us out, you know, if you're into it, you know. Start that dream board. Yeah. The vision board, yeah. Yes. Make all your dreams come to reality. <laughs> Oh man, well Ron, thank you my friend. Right, what do you got going on? Same stuff, man. Uh I want to get more episodes out. I've been lagging on them just because it's been tough lately, but uh it, you know, with the, the World Economic Forum stuff, if I can find some stuff that they're up to cuz they're always doing some weird shit over there. Um maybe that would be something fun to just kind of break back into it cuz that's that is a big secret society and that's kind of my favorite thing to look into, is secret societies. Um Another another toilet thing, you never wipe the perfect amount. You always either wipe not enough or too much. Think about that one because you're either right. getting nothing or you're getting something. And either way, it's too much or not enough. So uh, you really opened up a can of worms, and I'm going to have a lot to think about before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> it was uh, that's a fun, fun conversation start. I'm going to definitely lead with that next time I uh, meet a friend up or something. But yeah, dude, good stuff. Fun episode as always, man. What are you up to? I'm with you, man. I'm just struggling to get stuff out. I, I put something out Friday, finally, or Saturday. I got it out. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just been tough, man. Finding time. It seems like time's just flying lately uh, between work, being busy and just being occupied. It's It's like, holy shit, man. I look up and it's already nighttime and it's nice because out here we're finally starting to get light past like 530 ish at night. So it doesn't feel like because in December and January, it gets dark at like four o'clock, man. It's it Wild. sucks. You're done with work. You look outside and it's black and you're like, fuck, I came and go out with the dog. Nothing. So been been enjoying that getting outside, but everything up here is muddy. So like the trails and shit can't take can't really take the dog on that too much otherwise it just everything ends up being a fucking mess i'm sure she loves the mud oh that's the problem yeah (laughs) oh she loves the mud like she will find the puddle and go like chase something through it so she gets extra muddy yeah just take the dog in the mud let her let her roll around well she gets to the i i I strategically do it the day before i'm taking her for a bath so I'm like, go. all right, we're going for a bath tomorrow. We can get, we can go anywhere. We'll go, we'll go to your favorite trail. You can get as muddy as you want. And then That's just, fun. cause I got to take her to the fucking pet shop to get her, uh, to clean her. Cause they got those big old tubs I can use. Cause my little, you know, the little standard shower tub is not big enough for like a hundred pound shepherd. Right. Right. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah no man just life i'm you know my son has next week off they have like a winter break thing 
So I'll have him for a couple of days. Going to uh, take him to the batting cages and try and get baseball started up again and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, dude, yeah man. Me today, man, I woke up and then it seemed like it was noon and Ghost and I were recording at noon today and I'm like, shit, I have work to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just wild how time really is flying lately. It's crazy. It is. It is. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much. Everybody stay strong. Question everything. Well, in all previous recessions, once the economy bottomed out and production increased, unemployment decreased. Um, but in the Great Recession, because of new and improved technologies, uh, fewer and fewer workers were required in all sectors. Uh, with so many people forced from their jobs, the traditional economic recovery was impossible. Exactly. By the year 2018, only 15% of the population had jobs. America was divided into two camps, a highly skilled and educated prosperous elite and an unemployed, destitute majority. What happened next? Garth? Well, the people who didn't have jobs were very unhappy, and they started making trouble. Like they'd bomb buildings and have riots and kill people and stuff. Right. And that was the beginning of what we now know as, class? The Second American Revolution. Right. And we'll stop there for today. Harrison, can you stay behind? Your grades are starting to creep up again, Harrison. I know, I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. Do you want me to see Dr. Eisenstock again? Hmm, I think that would be best. What is the first article of the new American Constitution? That all men are not created equal. It's the responsibility of the government to render them so. Indeed. Well, son, you are one of those men, and for all intents and purposes, I am the government. <laughs>